0: Faith, family, freedom, hope, and opportunity. You're listening to Freedom Rings. I'm your host, Senator Marsha Blackburn. Welcome to Freedom Rings. I am so excited that you're joining us today today and you are going to love hearing from our guest, Major General Walt Lord. Now, this is one of those guys that at the age of 17, he raised his hand, he volunteered enlisted in the Pennsylvania National Guard, and then... He moved to full-time military service, moving through the ranks, serving at the command, the squadron level, moving to headquarters leadership. He was in charge of the NATO headquarters in Bosnia, and he has held other critical leadership roles with the U.S. military, working with our coalition partners, In his previous role leading the Pentagon's Reserve Forces Policy Board staff, Lord and the chairman of the RFPB provided advice directly to the U.S. Secretary of Defense on policy issues that impact our nation's military reserve components, making certain that we have that ready force. He is highly decorated, recognized for his leadership, and one of the things I've heard from so many Tennesseans is, my goodness, these guys step up to answer this call. I wonder what really makes them tick. So, General Lord, thank you for joining us, and let's talk about freedom and what it means to you and that love of freedom that causes a 17-year-old to say, I'm going to raise my hand and volunteer.
1: Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you, Senator, for having me here. I, I really appreciate this. I'm honored to be on with you. Uh, you know, people ask me the question often, what did make you join? What, what made you raise your right hand and, and swear an oath and join the military? And to be honest with you, I I can't really explain why from, from the beginning, because I just always knew, from the time I was a little boy, that I was going to serve, and I really can't explain why. I don't know if it was because I was enamored with uniforms or or with military structure. Uh, but as I matured a bit and and started to study and and realize which direction I wanted to go in, uh, I found a little private military school outside of Philadelphia, which was my hometown, uh, and I I went to school there for the first two years of college and joined ROTC and. That was where I decided to join the Pennsylvania National Guard at 17, as you said, in order to get a little additional training on top of the ROTC and military school experience. And and it was there that I I really started to feel the love of our country and of freedom from our staff, from our ROTC instructors, from so many veterans who were on staff at the school. Uh, And that was where my passion for serving really started to mature as I did. Um, I spent the first six years as a guardsman, as what we call a traditional guardsman. So I worked in the, in a civilian capacity and, and did my drill weekends and my annual training. But as a young captain, I realized, you know, I really love this. Uh, I, I think I want to do this full-time. Uh, and I, I had a great opportunity to do that as an ROTC instructor. Uh, to, to influence young emerging leaders, um, and and the the, the passion you, you say you know you, we try to figure out what makes a veteran tick, uh, what makes us love service and love our country, uh, and it's really hard to describe if you're not living in the culture of the military. Um, but I'll, I'll be happy as we have our discussion here to talk about how, how my love of freedom based on my experiences as an active duty guardsman uh, really started to emerge yeah. and, and to form.
0: And then as you were going through your training and deploying and serving overseas, when people would talk to you about America and what America means, and freedom, and what that means, how would you describe that to them? Because they're not living in an environment where they're accustomed to the freedoms we have.
1: Yeah, they're, they're not. And, and I've seen what the effects of living in a society that's not free, what, what that produces. Uh, not only in Afghanistan during my time there, but uh, in one of my early active duty assignments, I was at U.S. European Command in Stuttgart, Germany. And the program I worked in, uh, and this was in the mid 90s, uh, we were the outreach to uh, the newly independent nations that were former Soviet republics and former Yugoslav republics. Um, And I had a chance to visit many of those countries and and really learn about their cultures and their societies and see the impact of, of society that's not free. Uh, the impact on, on things like infrastructure, very tangible things, on, on economies and on their militaries, when you've got a population of people who for decades are in a society in which hard work really isn't rewarded, and initiative, not only is initiative not rewarded, it's punished, because in a free society, initiative looks to the leaders like you're stepping out of line. Uh, So in dealing with my counterparts in those countries, I learned that as they were growing up under the the Soviet boot, uh, that lack of freedom, they really admired our system here. And you really don't appreciate freedom as an American, I don't think, until you interact with someone who is experiencing it for the first time.
0: You know, I think you're so right about that, because you don't hear people talk about wanting to go to China and live a China dream or Russia and live a Russia dream. But we have people every year, we have a million people who legally immigrate to the U.S. And at the top of their list, is being able to live the american dream they think if they can just get here so when you were deployed and you would see this then how would you explain to them what the american dream is
1: i I would explain basically that hard work matters hard work pays off if In our country, because we're a free country, there is no goal, no objective that an American citizen can't accomplish, regardless of where they're from. I'm from a working class neighborhood in South Philadelphia. Uh, My neighborhood doesn't typically produce army general officers, but I set a goal. and, And because of the freedom that we enjoy in this country, I was able to work hard and and achieve that goal because I had the freedom to do that.
0: And that that work is rewarded. And uh, that is something that we cherish here. Now, when you hear young people today say, oh, I think socialism is okay because everybody is all the same. And what is your response to them?
1: I encourage them to visit a socialist nation. And I think that if most Americans who do believe that socialism might be a good path, if they were to go to nations that are operating under a socialist system, they would learn very quickly uh, that that's not the way we want to be here. Uh, We lived at one point in a nation that that is a free nation, but that has socialized medicine. Uh, And we relied on the local medical system for our medical care if our military medical clinic couldn't handle the level of care we needed. So there were a couple of times we brought our sons who were very, very young at the time to the local hospital uh, and the care was good. The doctors were wonderful, uh, but the medical infrastructure was frightening. Uh, and, and I mean that in a very serious, very literal way. We were frightened at times that our sons were in the, in the hands of folks who didn't have the supplies they needed, didn't have the facilities they needed to provide the care that their own citizens deserve. So I think if Americans were to travel to countries like that and experience what socialism feels like, what it looks like how people operate day to day in a system like that. I think they would realize pretty quickly that we've got a pretty good deal here with our system.
0: Well, I agree with you on that. The times that I've seen some of what is celebrated as the best medical care in a country that is not a free country and has a socialized medicine system with the government in charge, you're right. Sometimes they don't have the supplies that are necessary to save your life or to help with addressing an illness or a situation that you have. You know, one thing that we've heard a lot of talk about recently is why it is important for America and the United States to continue to be that beacon of freedom. To show that we care about human rights, that we care about individual liberties, would you speak to that for just a couple of minutes?
1: Yes, ma'am. Um, and, and I think, you know, when you when you look at our path to our to our current state in a historical context, you know, our, our founding fathers uh, they saw the vision that we're living today. Now, they did see it in a a different context. Circumstances were certainly different in that era. Mm -hmm. But regardless of those circumstances, you had people of of wealth and stature very willing to sacrifice their life, their liberty, their fortunes for this dream, this vision that they had of a country that could live in, in independence. And not only in an individual way, uh, but I when I talk about the the American dream, the American system, with some of my uh, international friends and former colleagues, I also talk about our federalist system because I think that is a very unique <laughs> here, and I think it's a very valuable one. Uh, that you know we we push power down to the lowest level possible, uh, and. And frankly, it's one of the things that I enjoy most now about living in, in this state of Tennessee, the, the spirit of federalism, the, the fact that we've got state and county leaders who don't try to pull power into themselves, uh, who push it down to the levels where it belongs out to the local level, whenever that's feasible. Uh, and, and I, I tell my international friends and former colleagues about that. And that combination of the individual freedoms we enjoy and the federalist system where we don't have a federal government that tells every level below it and every one of our citizens what they should do day to day, minute by minute, uh, is, is just the best possible system you can have.
0: Well, you are a freedom fighter with a lot of credentials behind your name, but also with years of experience of talking about what freedom does mean so people that are watching our podcast today can find you on social media at walt lord and i hope that they will keep up with you and we want to say thank you for your service to our nation thank you for the leadership that you have provided to our u.s military and the service that you continue to give to our nation and also to our wonderful state of Tennessee and to all of you today thank you for joining freedom rings and keep up with our podcast wherever you pull your favorite podcast down thanks so much
1: ma'am thank you it was an honor thank you
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Freedom Rings. You can follow me on Twitter at Vote Marsha, Facebook at Marsha Blackburn for senate and on Instagram at Team Marcia. And you can always find us online at MarshaBlackburn.com. The Freedom Rings podcast is edited and produced by Jared Cummings, executive producers our Conservative Partnership Center and and Marsha Blackburn, together we make freedom ring.